Some Nerds Have a Podcast. Welcome, everybody. I'm Nick. I'm Elise. And I'm Alex. Happy Hanukkah, Alex. Whatever night of Hanukkah this is. Oh, wait. It's Hanukkah? It is Hanukkah. Oh, yeah. No, that's right. It's Hanukkah. (laughs) I think it's the... Happy Hanukkah. (laughs) I think it's the third night tonight? I think that's right. Okay. Shows you how important Hanukkah is. (laughs) <laughs> you don't hey. mean it's a it's a super important holiday the, the in guys, the Jewish faith? It's like maybe that the you f- totally didn't co-op, so you could have also have a gift giving holiday in December. If I had to rank it, I think it'd be like the fourth most important holiday. I mean, that's kind of high up yeah. there. Is it more or less important than the birthday of the trees? Uh, probably. Well, because like that one is not the birthday of the trees so much as it is the the the. the, the you're thinking of Sukkot, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Sukkot Sukkot would actually probably be fourth, actually. So no, Hanukkah would be fifth. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's still I'm just <laughs> And who's heard of Sukkot? <laughs> All the Jewish people raise your hands. Yeah. And the least. <laughs> Cause it's like a harvest celebration, right? It's like it's like taking place at the har- harvest time. I just remember yeah. hookah in the Sukkot. Uh, Why were you smoking college. a hookah in the Sukkot? Oh, because the college was trying to get people to join Hillel. By getting Making them... it cool and sexy. Give B- the people what they want. Drugs? They want... Yes, <laughs> drugs outside in a tent. I went to a very weird college. <laughs> Why not a Sukkot, though? Why a tent? No, it was a Sukkot. Oh, okay. It was the shelter. Okay. And so you could go to the shelter and you could smoke hookah. Okay, I wouldn't call it a tent, but yeah. I mean, it's not a tent. Yeah. I don't know. I'm yeah. explaining for the Gentiles. <laughs> For those Sorry, that don't know, I'm horrendously offensive today. <laughs> for, for those who don't know what a Sukkot is, <laughs> it's a structure made out of wood with palm leaves on the top, meant to shelter people uh, while they celebrate Sukkot, hmm. which is not this time of year. This is Hanukkah, yes. a time of year to ce- a time of year to celebrate a rebellion against the uh, the Ptolemaic. Uh, we Greeks. killed yes. those people <laughs> and then lit a candle, Woo! an oil lamp. But yeah, same oh, thing. Whatever. <laughs> This is, this is the extent of my knowledge, which yeah. is still more than most Gentiles. Yeah. Anyway. Mine is mostly relegated to uh, Rugrats uh, Hanukkah specials. And Adam Sandler songs. Oh, okay. oh, yeah. I was thinking about that, like, the, the, the that movie that Adam Sandler did. It's like the only... Eight Crazy Nights. Eight Crazy Nights, yeah. They there played was... that song. So I've been listening to Christmas music nonstop since Thanksgiving. Of course you have. I'm terrible. And... Um, I guess for background, I was not raised Jewish, but I went to, I accidentally went to a Jewish college, which is why I know so much. Anyway. You accidentally went to a I Jewish college. I accidentally went to a Jewish college. She um, got there and there was a Hillel <laughs> house and they did, and they had like a special like kosher dining hall. And she was like, oh. This is why the priest said, <laughs> oh, you're going to that school. <laughs> oh, it's very liberal. And I was like, oh, whatever. And then I got there and it's like, was that priest anti-Semitic? The answer is probably. Probably. Oh, God. Anyway, we should probably cut that out. That was terrible. Nah, no, <laughs> leave it in. A priest being anti-Semitic, that's never that's happened. That never happens. Cut to the last 500 years of European history. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Anywho, anyway, what were we talking well, about? Welcome to our oh, pop so culture I was pop- listening, podcast. I was listening to Christmas music. And they played Eight Crazy Nights. That's the that's the end. That's now, the end. welcome to our pop culture yeah. podcast. All right, pop culture and politics yes. podcast. Oh my God. <laughs> God, what is wrong with this, this? week? I don't know. I I was saying happy the, and so ha- on the second night of Hanukkah. Happy third, third night of Hanukkah. No, no, no. I'm going oh, somewhere on with the this. Second on the second, on the second night, night of Hanukkah. My true love gave to me. Alabama. More and more not being elected <laughs> yes. by a one percent margin. Mm-hmm. 
So one percent of Alabamans were like, enough. Alabama voters. Alabama voters were like, hey, maybe not a pedophile. Um, But then on the third night of Hanukkah, you got the end of net neutrality. Yeah. Speaking of which, welcome to what is probably will will be our last episode. (laughs) (laughs) To to hear the rest of this podcast, please contact your internet service provider and pay the additional twenty dollar fee. Yeah. Yeah, no, this week has been like an emotional roller coaster. And then, you know, on top of that happening, like the other thing that happened today was Dustin uh, Hoffman. Well, yeah, Dustin Hoffman. Yeah. Uh, uh, is he also today? on the sexual Wait, was assault that today? watch yeah. list? Yeah, I thought was... I heard something about that a few days ago. Well, it was on the news today okay. as a breaking news. I, I remember, like. He, no, because, like. There was I, the John Oliver. John Oliver, like, called him out on his shit. Oh. All right, we we need to at some point. Oh, at the at, we should do a end of the year wrap up, and uh, we should we should do some sort of like, uh, terrible like in memoriam for the mm. careers of people that were uh, ruined because they turned out to be terrible human yeah. sex beings. Anyway, can can we throw in their people? There is bad. Can we throw in their people that were glad died this year? Like oh, uh, like Roger. <laughs> I'm just saying like Roger Ailes, <laughs> Hugh Hefner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See you in hell. Anyway. <laughs> um, anyway, what, what, I, what I was going to say, like the other thing that happened today that I was just reading about was there's a, a rumor floating around Washington that... Rumor has it. Yeah, the rumor has it that... Um, uh, Paul Ryan. Paul Ryan, yeah, is oh, going God. to be retiring after oh, the, God, at the end of this term. I'd be super nice. <laughs> well, he, he wants his he wants all American women to go home and make more children. He, he's, he's, did you read about that? I did not, I did see not that, know. No. Yeah. But I'm not surprised. Um, he's very concerned about the falling birth rate of America. Well, and ask no, women maybe, to make more babies. Maybe, maybe if, if you didn't get rid of the immigration of this <laughs> country, yeah. then that wouldn't be a big maybe problem. Maybe if you weren't trying to get rid of like what little affordable health care we have and are comp- and spent less time trying to completely destroy the life of the people who are of childbearing age, then perhaps... That would Perhaps. be me. Yeah. Well, now and maternity that, leave. I'd love some maternity. Yeah, maternity leave. leave um, student loan forgiveness. A living wage. Uh, universal health care. Like, can we go on? With, uh, we with... can go on. We can go on. Uh, <laughs> uh, utilities of basic human necessity. Yeah, yeah. Like... <laughs> Sorry, I, I you come for the pop culture. I stay for the socialism. I mean, I think we we try to get the socialism out of the way early. That's so yeah. that way, yeah. it's, it's screening people. <laughs> If you can get past our political views, yeah, then yeah, you can yeah. listen to a whole <laughs> slew. Listen to us rant about Stranger Things. Rant about yeah, yeah. Pocahontas for like 20 minutes. Oh, God. <laughs> oh God. Yeah, that's right. All right. So, okay. So, this is going to be all over the place. Because I, I was saying before we started recording, I have not consumed like any new pop culture this week, really. With the exception of like, there's a whole lot of news of like things coming out. And as we are recording this, I'm pretty sure like the advanced screenings of uh, the Last Jedi are about to start, if not already starting. Mm-hmm. And I and they lifted the ban on reviews yeah. at this point too. Yeah, which I haven't looked at. I yeah, yeah I, the only one that I looked at was the um, Red Letter Media one, where making fun of oh, God. <laughs> making fun of like uh, podcasts just like ours, uh, <laughs> Ter- tertiary information yeah. podcasts yeah. like yeah. ours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> only uh, they're the podcasts that they make fun of actually like have sponsors and things like that and make money. And God, I, we're we're not even cool enough to be made fun of by Red Letter Media. I mean, it, you have to be pretty cool to be made fun okay. of by Red Letter yeah. Media. Yeah. In right. fairness, new life goals. New life goals. <laughs> um 
but yeah, so obligatory girl character. Um, uh, but yeah, so Star Wars is coming out. Uh, there's also been like a lot of video game news this week, which I don't know if anyone in this room gives a shit about other than me. Go ahead. Probably What's the not, news? Um, the new like that was gonna stop you from I mean... talking about this. <laughs> I mean, that's true. I, I don't know what he's talking about. Uh, <laughs> the new uh, Death Stranding trailer came yes. out. Okay, so you do give a shit about the Death yes. Stranding trailer. Even though I can't play it probably because it's going to be like a PS I, thing. Or... Yeah, I have no idea what it's coming out on. <laughs> Whatever is coming out, I, I mean, I've had a PlayStation 4 on my wish list for like four years now because I've been wanting and to play it. And it'll be on there for four more. Uh, I mean, probably not, because I'm going to buy it next year. When <laughs> Death Stranding. <laughs> if, yeah, whenever Death Stranding comes out, if it's, like, PS4 exclusive, I'm totally... Like, that's going to be the straw that breaks the camel's back. If if everything would be perfect with that if they just renamed Death Stranding to Norman Reedus and his funky fetus. <laughs> I'm still... What? I'm still am, uh, really... Wait, what the hell? What the hell is that? I'm still really... <laughs> I, I'm, I'm very much pro uh, changing it to three men and a baby. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Well, okay. someone please explain. Have, have you not no, seen the trailer? No one can explain. <laughs> no, I haven't seen the trailer. They're like, okay, this is actually probably a terrible thing to talk about on a podcast. Okay, <laughs> if you're listening to this. Stop right stop now. Stop right now. Go queue up all three of the Death Stranding trailers. Watch them in the in the order in which they were released. And then come back. We'll, we'll pause here. Should... Should we and pause then, here in the recording and, and show Elise? I mean, no, because I, I like this idea of like trying to explain <laughs> it to Elise while, while she doesn't know what it is. Okay. Well, but go ahead and pause the podcast now. Okay, now you're back. Oh. All right. Um, so we're going to talk about uh, Hideo Kojima and his uh, magical mystery tour with Guillermo del Toro and Norman Reedus. And, and, and that other Swedish guy. Um, Mads Mikkelsen. <laughs> no, Mads Mikkelsen. Yeah, Mads Mikkelsen is also in it. Um, is he Swedish or Norwegian? Or? I don't know. He's weird. He's, <laughs> he's, he's, he's got a weird face and he's in things. Okay. Um, so, so if groundwork. He's, he's Hannibal. Groundwork. Kojima. Yes. Metal Gear. Yes. Worked for Konami for how many years? Uh, more years than he probably should have. More years than I've been alive. Uh, yeah. I mean, I more years. That is definitely true because mm. the, the first Metal Gear came out in 1985. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So... Long time worker on worker. Long, th- <laughs> he was a worker. Yeah, yeah Long, I mean, he was. He's yeah. a creative worker. Creative worker on the Metal Gear franchise to the point where he got the Artur status and yeah. couldn't really work on anything other than that. Mm-hmm. But now he's been released from Kojami. Kojami. He's been released. Makes it sound like it was like amenable. <laughs> like, like dude got. He's sacked. Yeah. Well, I mean, here's the thing. He, he was trying to retire, like, basically after every Metal Gear Solid. He's like, okay, and now I'm retiring. After four. After now. now <laughs> no, even, like, with three, he was like, okay, this is the last one. And, like, they brought him back to do another. And then with four, he's like, okay, well, this is the last one. They brought him back to do another. And then they had him do five. And he's like, all right, I'll do it. And, like, he got most of the way through doing it. And then, like, the writing was on the walls. And literally, like, all over the game. His name is, like, you can't go five... A Hideo Kojima game. Yeah, you can't go five minutes in that game without seeing a Hideo Kojima game. Or seeing his face. (laughs) He shows up as a character. Mm -hmm. So he's just, like, all over that game because he knew that they wouldn't let him finish it. Which, that game was released essentially unfinished. Um, Like, it doesn't have a real ending. And oh. now Konami just makes pachinko machines. And now they literally just make pachinko machines. But he was going to make, before he got sacked... PT. Uh, he Well, he was going to make Silent Hills. Yeah. He made PT. Mm-hmm. 
And PT was a, a teaser, teaser for, Silent, for Hills. Silent Hills, which included the contributions of, of Guillermo del Toro and, and Guillermo del Toro. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they, those three guys, met um, Guillermo del Toro and Hideo Kojima, both being like huge nerds, giant obs- pop culture obsessed man babies <laughs> who have just allowed, like, been given this opportunity to make everything they've ever wanted. Which basically just includes like stupid bullshit with like monsters and giant robots and everything else that I love. Um, they got together and hit it off, and so they're like, "Well, we'll just go make our own video game studio." Yeah, with Black Blackjack Jack. and hookers. <laughs> yeah, um, and, and PT is what is it? No longer available. You can't download you, it. You yeah. can't download no. it. It is a it is a forgotten it, it is thing. Gone. It was a fantastic time, a such wonder and, and yeah. mystery, and, it's like, and then it was like immediately canceled. Like <sighs> Konami could not hit that cancel button fast enough. Everybody was talking about yeah. it. It was the best thing like two years ago, but no, no, Konami's done. Konami's done. And I feel super bad for like the people who like actually work for that company and are like trying to do something Mm -hmm. and it's like oh metal gear survive you guys like that you want a an exclusively multiplayer metal gear with zombies no no one wants that (laughs) no one wants that konami (laughs) um so anyway they went to form their own studio and they they started making this thing called death stranding and nobody knew what it was no no one still knows what it is (laughs) we know a little Um, more now we know Norman Reedus doesn't know what it is. He's in the goddamn thing. Apparently, nobody working for Kojima knew what it was when they first when he first explained it to them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but from what I've been able to glean from like people who have been picking it apart, um, there's something to do with like water being time. And, like, the world coming to an end. Yes. And there's this baby, this infant, this, they call it a fetus. I don't know if it's technically a fetus or whatever. It's, it's in this little, like, in embryonic this sack. Yeah, this <laughs> jar that gets passed around from person to person. And they have to protect it. Or it, they, like, plug it into their suit and it, like, helps them live or breathe or something like that. And in this latest... Um, trailer drop like the first the first trailer Guillermo was del just Toro is carrying it around well no that's the second one oh that's the, the second, second one Guillermo del Toro is I carrying the it around was with Norman Reedus. no the first okay, one was Norman Reedus back. on like a beach with a bunch of dead whales oh that's right that's and he right. picks up I, the baby and it's I, not in any sack I watched like the second trailer first yeah. that's what it was the second trailer is Guillermo del Toro himself showing up carrying it in the jar while Mads what's Mads, his, Mikkelsen. Mads Mikkelsen uh is in a U.S. military modern suit controlling zombies of World War II era American soldiers Yes. That he connects with, like, a cable that he attaches to his brain. Uh, Elise is looking at me like uh, she needs a drink. <laughs> Can you... I... I do. Okay. <laughs> um, and, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and then this latest one, uh, it basically, it's the longest one so far. Yeah, it's, we've actually seen the most of what this game is about. There's actual the voices that get said. There's actual lines that get said. But there's this rando guy that's carrying the baby first, and these invisible things leave handprints in yeah. the earth, and you gotta be quiet. You gotta close your mouth, otherwise yeah, you, you can't breathe. You can't breathe. It's it's the deadly premonition thing. Yeah. Um, you can't breathe, otherwise they realize that you're there. He gets caught and killed. The baby survives, and uh, Norman Reedus picks it up, puts it in his suit, and then like things start floating and the water comes and drowns him, but then it recedes 
it yeah it's exactly as manic and crazy as yeah. it sounds and for those that took the time to stop and listen and watch it then you know exactly what i'm talking yeah, about yeah. but at least and then, oh no, you you forgot the best part. Oh, what's the best part? You the best part was when like the water recedes and he stands up. There's like all these like these five like humanoid figures kind mm. of standing around this big pit, and then it zooms down Norman Reedus's throat. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And the baby's in the throat, and, and it, it gives, gives him a thumbs, thumbs up. <laughs> That's the best part of it. Yeah. No, you forgot the best part. I know Norman Reedus and his funky fetus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Three men and a baby. Um. <laughs> I think we're done here. <laughs> no, 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 it's great. I think we're okay. I think we're this so, is over. So the two no. We've now run our course. <laughs> so the two Thank you for having listened to the two things that I've I've heard people talk about <laughs> that I want to bring up. <laughs> First and foremost, the section in the where where Norman Reedus is in the water is supposedly the first actual gameplay footage. Okay. That is not part of a cutscene. That is part of gameplay, from okay. what I've heard. Um, and so the the uh, people who have talked about it have referred to that as limbo. Okay. So, uh, and then the the guy being dragged away in this latest trailer, you'll notice how like if you took the time to watch these trailers or if you've seen them before, all of the characters are running around in like raincoats, yes. like hoods up. Mm-hmm. Um. And one, the one guy, the guy that dies, or one of the guys that dies, and the first guy that dies in this latest trailer, had his hood taken off, and the rain is hitting him, and as the rain is hitting him, it is aging him. Oh, uh-huh, I didn't notice that. Yeah, that's what um, that, that's what I was saying. Like the the water is like time. Hmm. Like there, the Hideo Kojima in in, uh, in interviews has kind of talked about like what all this is, and so basically. The way that people are interpreting this is this is the rapture viewed through the lens of Hideo Kojima. Like it's the end of the world. I mean, it's... he. T- I mean, that's 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 kind of implied by the voiceover part where it mm-hmm. says first there was the big bang, yeah. then there was the bang that created life, and then there was another bang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's like, yeah, okay, okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's, that's what that's we know. Stranding. So that's coming out. The other thing that's coming out, did you see Shadows Die Twice? I did not know what is this. Okay. I think I made Elise watch the thing about Shadows Die Twice with me. Oh. Uh, yeah. Obligatory Dark Souls talking uh. is happening now. So the other trailer that was released at... I'm just never going to contribute to this podcast. <laughs> oh, no. no we got... I, this, is basically, this is basically all I really want to talk about this week are these two all things. All you ever want to talk about is Dark Souls. Because Dark Souls is so good. Um, so I live with this. this. I've been watching a lot of Vadi video move videos recently. (laughs) At least the other day was like, uh, I was watching one like 30 minute long video and she, she was like, can this really have this much? Can dark souls really have this much to dissect? And I was like, yes, (laughs) I watched one today. This is before you got home. Elise. I watched. Oh my God. Before I got home. Cause then we watched another one one. with dinner. Well, we watched a few. Yeah. I was in the, I've watched like three or four today. (laughs) Um, but one of the ones that I watched before you came home was a, a 30 minute long uh, dissection of the lore of the optional bosses in Dark Souls 3. So, yes, <laughs> there is that much to dissect. Um, so the uh, OK, so Shadows Die Twice was another thing that got talked about in the the 
uh, video game awards uh, this past week. Uh, it's a 10 second trailer of something. Okay. Um, it's some sort of mechanism that looks like it's made out of like bone and sinew and it starts to twist. Okay. Uh, and it's like that. It's a close up of that for about 10 seconds with some sort of parchment with like Japanese looking script in the background and like a chisel or something. And that's the video. It's like, that's for 10 seconds. And then the text says shadows die twice. And then that fades out. And is then this a shadows of the Colossus. And sequel? then it says from software. Okay. Shadows of the Colossus is actually getting an HD remake. Another, okay. another one for PlayStation four. Okay. Um, but yeah, though, this is, this is from software. This is the people who make bloodborne and dark souls. And no one knows what the hell this thing is. Okay. But people are creating 20 and 30 minute videos. It was 10 minutes. To dissect yeah. this 10 Seconds. second teaser. Yes. Well, you got to spend, you know, like 10, 10 minutes per second. See, well, I mean, there, there's a lot because there's a lot of visual stuff going on. And then you kind of have to look at, well, what does From Software make? Because they're, they have a fairly limited thing. Because they also made this uh, PlayStation 1 game called Tenchu. Which some people are thinking this is a sequel to Tenchu or a remake of Tenchu. But, I mean, it could be a completely new thing. It could too. be, and people have been saying that too. It could be something completely new. Mm-hmm. Um, the other option is that it could be Dark Souls two or uh, Bloodborne two. Uh, they where they just have changed the setting from a vaguely English like your like nineteenth century English setting to like a vaguely maybe like medieval Japan kind of setting. Uh, which would be kind of interesting, but there's, yeah, there's a lot of this stuff going on and no one knows what it is. And I'm really kind of interested And they're like, there will be, uh, and from soft after that was kind of like, there will be more developments over the next 12 months. So I don't know if we're going to get it all in 12 months. I don't know. Or like slowly they're going to reveal more about what this is. I don't know if it was, if it were a souls game, they would. I don't think that they would hide it from people. They no, would want to build up that that hype. Though, they, no? they, but I mean, you, there's already hype from ten seconds of video. People have been talking. I mean, yeah, I, I, but this is more like hype for something else. I would think potentially. I mean, it could it could literally be anything at this point. Okay. Um, there was kind of a Souls like in the last few years developed by another company called Neo that kind of got really big and um, it's entirely possible that they're that they're going to be kind of jumping back with that because they have said that they are developing another Dark Souls-like... Oh, no, <laughs> they didn't even say Dark Souls-like. They said Dark Fantasy RPG mm. is one of the things that we know they've been developing. So it could be that. That's whatever it is, Souls-like kind of thing. It could be something else. So we don't know. I don't know. Um, so yeah, those are the, the only things. The only other things that I've really been doing with my time is I managed to find a uh, classic Super Nintendo uh, for sale, a Super Nintendo Classic Edition for sale. Oh ah, yeah. And I've been playing twenty-year-old video games, and they're still really good. Oh cool. So did you know I, Yoshi Island's still good? Yoshi Island's still good. It's still good. <laughs> um, Super Metroid is still good. Uh, Link's Awakening, or no, Link to the Past is still good. Uh, Link's Awakening is still good too, but um, that's Game Boy. And uh, Earthbound's still good. All, all of these games that are on there are still good. Totally worth the $80 if you want to actually purchase these things legally, um, which is definitely worth it, at least for Earthbound, because this is like 
the third time that that game has been released and when you lose like when you can't find it you can't find it anywhere <laughs> at least I, I should clarify that third time that that <laughs> game has been released in the united states even though it's like hugely popular and people keep demanding it on every system it has only ever been released on the super nintendo the wii u virtual console and now this <laughs> All right. Uh, sounds like you've been having a fun time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how about how about you, Elise? Anything else you want to? Um. Well, obligatory girl character talk. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so Tuesday I was sick. I was home from work, and I figured the only thing that console could console me during this time of year was a terrible Christmas movie. Is there any other kind? And. No, Die Hard is wonderful. Okay, Die Hard. Okay, <laughs> I, this is actually this was something I was thinking about earlier, but we'll. I want you to talk for a while. Uh, okay, too much. All right. So anyway, so um, have you guys heard of the phenomenon on Netflix known as a Christmas Prince? I have. No, I don't know what this is. Okay, so you're in for a treat. Okay. Um, folks, if you want to pause now and watch the trailer, go ahead. Pause, and we'll be right back. Are you making fun of me? Uh, no. <laughs> Why would you think that? Um, so anyway, A Christmas Prince is like Netflix. It was like a bunch of Netflix executives got high on cocaine and watched Hallmark movies. And they're like, we could do that. We could do that so good. We'll do that the best the best that ever happened. And thus, A Christmas Prince was born. <laughs> so hold on, question. Was this actually a Netflix original? Or is this one of those things where it's like someone else made it, but no one wanted to actually release oh, no. it? And so Netflix just took it. This, I believe it's a Netflix original. Okay. That's a sign of quality right oh, there. Oh, yeah. So. <laughs> Stranger Things season two. <laughs> there are a lot of things that, are, that Netflix has genuinely done. But so A Christmas Prince is the story of a scrappy young journalist. What's her name? Who wants to prove herself in the world of journalism. But she's stuck working a job that gives her a living wage in the field that she chose. But it's not enough for scrappy. What's her face? And um, she's like working for a fashion magazine. But she wants to be a real journalist one day. And so... um, the so her editor pulls her and is like i want you to go on this high level assignment to this totally not fictional european country of moldovia which or is whatever M- moldovia is a real country no no, no it was aldovia okay no because moldovia is real aldovia is fake <laughs> like Mo- moldovia That's is between you know. ukraine and yeah. romania it's totally well real aldovia is between your heart and colonialism <laughs> <laughs> that sounds about right okay so anyway so she goes to um aldovia where she has a meet cute with the uh the prince who is of course in disguise and steals her cab um so she goes to cover the story of course her her mother is dead um, her father in owns a diner like a greasy spoon in brooklyn or something um, and doles out, he only speaks in Hallmark cards. <laughs> like, like, everything that dad says is like, well, you know what I always told you, kitten? Like, just make your wish come true. Don't let your with, dreams be dreams. Don't let your dreams be dreams. Just stop. If you just dig deep enough. Like, seriously, like, every single line is just somebody, like, one of these Netflix producers who's clearly high on cocaine was like, all right, all right. My assistant, 
go to Target and get me every every Hallmark card. Just give me all of them. Just all of them, okay? All of them. All right, and then get me some more blow. But like that's like literally that is why this this movie is and so that's what they did with all the Stranger Things money yeah <laughs> they bought a like, lot of cocaine we're gonna buy all the cocaine <laughs> and, Hallmark and all the cards. Hallmark cards and we're gonna make a Christmas Prince happen it's an 80s throwback so it's appropriate <laughs> <laughs> so what happens to this this prince um, and this journalist uh well clearly she pretends to be a tutor or governess whatever and then um and she just gets away oh, with a it. tutor oh, she... or a governor. I think she said a tutor. I'm like, would she pretend to be the last tutor here? <laughs> I am the throne of the king queen. I'm the, I'm the king of England. I am um, the descendant of Elizabeth's secret son. <laughs> the one nobody knew about, despite everybody wanting there to be one. Yeah. yeah. Um, so... Hey, people believe that it happened. So... So anyway, like, of course, like, they meet, they fall in love, it's beautiful, there's, like, a bitchy, probably closeted, like, gay cousin who's vying for the throne, and a bitchy, mostly straight ex-fiance who's vying for the throne, and... And then there's, is there, like, He a- just wants to play snowball fights with orphans in the city or whatever. And then is there like a Eurozone crisis that just can't see the economy? No, and it's like, no. Oh, okay. That doesn't happen in Hallmark and Netflix original I, I'm, movies. Okay, okay. Okay, no, no, no. Because, no. like, then where would they get all the pretty beautiful prom dresses from for the ball? Well, no, see, they're on loan from Germany, and then they just call their loan, and all nobody will have anything no, no, to no. wear. No, Angela Merkel <laughs> is going to be like, no, I mean, I was going to... You know, ask for Aldovia to pay back all of their state debts, but they're having this ball. So anyway, so journalist gets found out or whatever. Okay, but like, look, you have to understand the important things about a Christmas prince. There is a wolf attack. There are secret plots to get the throne back. What year there is are set? slow. <laughs> it's set in 2017. There are slow motion romantic snowball fights. Where they almost kissed. Oh, you didn't say it was a romantic Oh, it was a romantic fight. slow oh, okay. motion snowball fight. That There's a sassy that girl with spina bifida. I'm sorry, what? Spina bifida. Who is this? What is this? There's a sassy, his sassy younger sister, Princess Emma or Emily or whatever her fucking name was. Like, she had, you know, she had this horrible crippling disease. And they're like... You know, she's like, you must look at me and see sad little rich girl. And she's like, I see a brave girl. <laughs> oh, my God. It's great. Um, and by great, I mean, it's terrible. But it was like the exact thing that I needed to watch when I was like really sick on Tuesday. Um, but apparently. Are you like, sure it wasn't just a fever dream? No, I know. No, this is, I've been hearing it about really this. It really exists. All right. Do not play the Hallmark drinking game with this. You will die of alcohol poisoning. <laughs> So, so while Elise was talking, I took the liberty of pulling up the IMDb trivia page for this movie. Yes. <laughs> oh, do tell. Oh, oh there's some, there's some gems here. There's not a whole lot yet, but it what did just come out. Uh, the movie was filmed on the Pele's in. I'm assuming that's supposed to be in Pele's castle, a neo-Renaissance castle in the Carpathian Mountains, uh, in Romania. The ca- This is the castle where this. Oh, the castle where this movie is filmed is the same castle from the movie A Princess for Christmas. A Princess for Christmas. It's very different. Yeah, it's very different. 
Uh, let's see. Who cares? Oh, the dress that the queen is wearing during the Christmas ball is similar to the dress the princess of the Netherlands wore during her coronation in 2013. Uh, on November, uh, December 10th, 2017, Netflix revealed in a tweet that 53 of its subscribers... <laughs> Had watched the film every day over the past 18 days. And then they asked, who hurt you? Like, no lie. They started making fun. But then the best was uh, Lifetime then clapped back with a, we won't judge you. We won't judge you for what you want to watch. You should just come over to the Lifetime Movie Network. And and here's my favorite one. The one that's made me realize that I need to see this movie. At the beginning, there are scenes of New York City. And there is one scene of Chicago, which is easily recognized through the Chicago city flag. <laughs> yeah, because she's a New York journalist who works at this the building sh- in Chicago. <laughs> Isn't it the Chicago Tribune building? It's the Chicago <laughs> Tribune building. They use it for where her where she works. That's so she's a- at this like made up fashion magazine in in anyway. That's one hell she of a commute. A blog. Yeah. <laughs> so she starts a blog and gets she takes blog famous. I'm um, surprised they don't just film anyway. it in Vancouver. That's what most <laughs> I know, right? Like, like why the hell? Like, <laughs> yeah, the big, the, the big American city, Vancouver. <laughs> uh, so, so that is A Christmas Prince. We all need to watch it. It's amazingly I, yeah, bad. I kind of want to see it. All um, right. Well, you know what else we need to watch? Huh? The Disaster Artist. Yeah. I really do want to see The Disaster Artist. Yeah. I, I don't know. I... Everything that I've been hearing from people who actually, like, really like The Room is, like, you could just watch The Room. <laughs> you could, but then you'd miss out on all the behind-the-scenes yeah, but madness I, that but takes see, place. I've read the book. I haven't. Yeah, okay. The book is definitely worth a read if you're, mm-hmm. into, the, if you're into The Room at all. Like, it, and the audiobook, I think, is probably even better than the actual book itself because the audiobook is narrated by Greg Sestero. <laughs> and he does an amazing Tommy Wiseau impression. And I actually, I read, I listened to the audiobook, I think, last year. Okay. Um, and so when the first trailer for The Disaster Artist came out and we saw, um, we saw, uh, what's his name? Uh, James Franco, Frank, mm-hmm. Frank Jameso. Um, we saw yeah. Frank James though as uh, as Tommy Wiseau. I'm like, it's not as good. <laughs> it's just not as good as Craig Sisteros. Well, is it is it uh, playing anywhere near? I mean, not to I give away our no location idea. or anything. I have yeah. no idea where it's playing. I, I haven't. I I'm my next big movie is probably going to be Star Wars. Yeah, like, same. To, I, yeah. I'm. I'll probably go on the 25th. I've got off work for some reason that day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Something's going on, Something's I think. Something's going on, I don't yeah. know. Um, annual maintenance. Uh, but yeah, so they're, they're, uh, that's probably going to be my next big thing. And like I said, I've read the book, and it's like, it sounds like, I don't know, I, read, I saw the Red Letter Media guys do their review of it, and they were kind of comparing it to Ed Wood, which is a movie that I love. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically they're saying like, Ed Wood, like, you can tell what he's going for, and it's, like, this cartoonish version, but he's, like, talking kind of about things that actually happen, but downplaying kind of the assholishness of Ed Wood. Like, apparently, like, in, in some circumstances, he could be an asshole, and just kind of making him to be this, like, golly gee willikers kind of starry-eyed kid who just happens to be, you know, a war veteran and a cross-dresser and, like, all these, like, weird things. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, with this movie, it's, like, they don't really know whether they want to do, like, a realistic Tommy Wiseau is, like, a crazy asshole or, like, 
kind of do that kind of Hollywood dream story with weirdos kind of thing or like what is going on like and that's kind of like because with the movie you get this sense of like Tommy was with what were the book rather with with the disaster the book the disaster artist like I went away from that book thinking Tommy Wiseau is a crazy abusive asshole Mm -hmm. and just like bullies people into doing things for him that like occasionally shows like a flicker of humanity. Yeah. Like there's all these like little moments of it Mm -hmm. in the the book. Yeah. I mean, and that might very well be in the movie too. I, like I said, I haven't seen it. Um, Just, but what I'm saying is from what I've heard, it's like they kind of go back and forth because Tommy Wiseau had to give his blessing for them to make it. And he he wanted to be, he apparently is in a small role in the movie itself, which is a little bit weird. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like, like, so obviously they had to kind of like tone that down a little bit, okay. I guess. I don't all know. Right. So that's, that's something well, that we're might all be the hero of our own story. That's true. Even, even Tommy was Even Wizzo. Tommy was No, I'm Frankenstein. I'm a hero. It's <laughs> one of the lines from the movie. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, so what else have I consumed in terms of media this week, uh, this past few weeks? Have you played? I think I'm actually the only one that has played, but Animal Crossing Pocket Camp. No. Uh, it's so great. Anyway, I guess that's all I have to say. So, you, Animal you Animal Crossing uh, Pocket Camp, which I keep calling Animal Farm. Yep. Uh, Animal Farm Crossing. Uh, for some reason. I don't know. It's probably because anyway, I kept calling it Animal Farm. Animal Farm. On it. Yeah. So, anyway. Get a horse named Boxer. Get a, <laughs> get a pig named Snowbell. Uh, but you, you know, you fulfill the request for the various animals. It's really nice. It's very relaxing. I'm sort of embarrassed that I'm, like, playing it as a 28-year-old woman. Oh, don't be But, like, a bunch of other people came out of the woodwork. Like, I posted something about it on Facebook, and, like, everybody came out of the woodwork, and they're like, nah, Animal Crossing's the shit, man. You better friend me and give me some kudos, and here, buy my six pieces of coral. So, anyway, but it, it's fun. It's a really good game. I would, I'd highly recommend it if you're kind of into just relaxing tap games. Oh, cool. So, yeah. Cool. Well, I uh, I also played some games uh, this past week. Um, I played Thea the Awakened. Have I talked about that on the podcast before? I, I don't think it's, so. Is this the game that your friend made? No, no, no. No, okay. It uh, sounds really familiar, I'm, I, but I can't remember what it's about. I may have talked about it before with you guys, but before the podcast. Possibly. Uh, but Thea the Awakened, I, I hadn't... I'd had, I hadn't played it in like a year. Uh, I'd gotten it on my old computer, and I hadn't installed it on my new computer until just uh, this past week. But basically, it's a it's a kind of a strategy game with set in the kind of a Slavic folklore. It's heavily steeped in this this kind of Slavic mythology. Wow, uh, this is like everything Alex likes. It, it is. is. It's great. Um, <laughs> and the uh, the the general plot is that for some reason darkness consumed the world for hundreds of years and suddenly the light is returning like the sun has come back uh and humanity is kind of on the brink and for all you know you could be the only town of humans still around uh in this whole wide world um but it's got you know the the idea is that you need to try to figure out what happened and also you know protect your village grow it and 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 so on uh, it's got the strategy aspect, and it also has a kind of a card, um, a card game aspect, 
for example, if you encounter uh, enemies, for like, for example, like um, like for example, which like like Baba Yaga or whatever kind of thing, mm. if you encounter these things and you fight them, then each of the characters, each of the little people, have a card, and based on which equipment you give them, changes their defense and attack and all that kind of stuff. And so there's a kind of a card game aspect to it, uh, but it's not. And normally, I'm not a big card player person. Like I'm not a Hearthstone kind of player. But this is where you kind of, the card is just a representation of the individual. And so whatever statistics, they kind of rise and fall with that person. It's not a static number that you kind of have to work with. And uh, it's it's a lot of fun. And it kind of, it's just all this this lore that is there. And it's not, you know, it's, it might not be as in-depth as, say, Dark Souls lore with the, <laughs> the new creations. Because it is drawing a lot from these yeah. uh, these things. Like, like for example, Rusalki. Uh, are you folks familiar with Rusalki? Uh, no, that's yeah. one I don't know. Uh, so the Rusalka is uh, kind of a, almost like a water nymph that will you know draw people to the water and then drown them. Yeah, uh, like, and like water, water nymphs, nymphs do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, the you have the uh, you sometimes can encounter them. And uh, you have to bring your children to it, otherwise it will eat you. What? Uh, yeah. But if you uh, if you have a red ribbon, which is a protective thing in, in Slavic and also in Jewish folklore, uh, then you can force and in it. Final Fantasy. Then you can force it to not drown these kids, and you can actually get some powerful boons out of it. Um, and you know, and eventually, apparently, actually, you can recruit these these beings too into your village if you have the right buildings that you've created so it, there's a lot of cool stuff in it and it's a lot of fun i've played through it once before on my old computer which was a piece of shit yeah. uh, but i haven't played through it fully on my new computer and i hope to do so there's a lot of different endings a lot of different ways you could go for example uh if you one of spoilers for one of the endings but if like you decide to bring back the light it's kind of implied that other beings will stop living like the orcs yeah. that live in here like they can't live without there being also dark too and so you know you have to kind of make that decision do you want to you know do you want to bring back the light and make things good for humans and elves or you know will you befriend the orcs as well and try to get everybody happy and you can in most cases talk your way out of a lot of scenarios if you have a good you know skills with with social skills then you can actually talk your way through a lot of these things. I do appreciate those kinds of games. Yeah. What is this called again? This is called Thea the Awakened. Thea the Awakened. Thea the Awakened. It, I'm assuming it's on Steam. It's on Steam, yeah. It's on Steam. It's a lot of fun, um, and I played far too much of it a couple nights ago <laughs> to the point where I, I stayed up a bit too late. Uh, mm. But, uh, you know, 2 o'clock, it's a bit too late. Uh, <laughs> or too early. Or too early, one of the two. Um, but it's not the only game I played, and I don't want to just monopolize this. But I did have yeah, a lot right. of things I wanted to talk about. No, no, um, I, I like I said, I literally didn't do anything this week. Mm -hmm. uh, the other one is called Cultist Simulator. What? I have heard about this one. You have heard about this? Did one. I get that for you last year, or would I just tell you about it? Okay. I feel like we talked about it. So this was not, I think, available last year. This was a game that we talked about, but no, okay. So there was another cult kind of game that was available uh, that we played. Right. And okay. and I I played it, and I forget the name of it. Yeah, I can't remember what uh, it's called. Something. Something about cults. Something about cults. Super Cult Simulator. But it wasn't very impressive. I wasn't very impressed cult with tycoon. it. Cult Tycoon. It was kind of where you're already at the head of an established cult, and you have right. to try to keep these oh, families yeah, yeah, happy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. 
that it, I wasn't all that thrilled with it. Cultist Simulator, though, is everything I'd hoped that would be. Okay. Uh, so this is a game that's still in development. It's a Kickstarter game. Okay. And uh, so what I played was kind of the alpha prologue kind of thing mm-hmm. to it. And it will eventually it will come out in, I think, uh, April of next year. I think that's what their release date is. Okay. The Kickstarter's already been funded. Kickstarter's like been funded. They, they're still working on it. They've got it all planned out. Um, but basically, what this is, is you are an individual that it, the, the first year, the first you know date is like in 1920. So immediate props there. Yes. <laughs> uh, but uh, what you start is it's the gameplay mechanic is kind of weird where you have these cards and you have these kind of clickers where, where it's with time kind of passes in real time. So if you. Let's say the the kind of time passes one is where you need to have a what's called a um, a money like you need to have like money in that otherwise you starve and you get another thing where it's like after a minute if you don't have you know something to fill your belly in there then you will starve yeah um, but you know you you can you know go to a work you can you can paint things and the whole concept is to get these other cards from putting actions together uh, I'm not describing it very well. But, but you you basically you you try to uh, you you start off with this inheritance that you get that includes a journal and uh, instructions to get to this bookstore. And okay. you can go to the bookstore. You can spend money, get a book, a grimoire. You don't know what it is, and you can study it to try to discover what secrets it holds. And over time, you f- meet people, and you can try to in- you form a cult, and you try to indoctrinate them into this cult. <laughs> And so you kind of start from scratch, and uh, you have to perform this ritual uh, to gain ultimate power or knowledge, whatever it is that your aspiration is in that particular game. In the in the kind of the prologue, it's very much uh, kind of <coughs> in like I said, it's in development. So this one, it just kind of ends after that point. Yeah. But for the idea for the final release is to where you can kind of pass on the inheritance to another game. And you kind of continue it in a roguelike way. Mm. Uh, and so you don't have to necessarily start a cult in that particular person's game. You could, for example, join the institution that is trying to stop these cults from forming. Uh, or you could just go ahead and work your way up the ladder at the insurance firm that you work at and retire and have a happy wife and family. You know, what? Yeah. You can, you, it's a lot of, lot of um, choices in the final build, at least the way they're describing it. Uh, and that appeals to me, of course, but I, I, what I thought was kind of weird, this is just a, a story from what happened was that I couldn't figure out how to actually get it to work. Yeah. Uh, being a kind of a pre-release, uh, beta kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not a lot of instructions telling you what to do. And I couldn't figure out how to actually form the cult. I had to look it up later on Reddit. Um, but I kept getting investigated by the institution <laughs> for the cult that I hadn't formed. <laughs> So you had to kind of bribe them to get them to go away. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, no, it, it was a lot of fun to play through. Uh, I just kind of played through it today, and it was a lot of fun, and I am looking forward to the final release of it. But uh, maybe, a- April of next year, you I said? I think it's April, either April or May of next year. I'll have to keep an eye out yeah. for that, because that sounds like something yeah. I would like to at least check out for a little bit. Yeah, you can check out the free download to, of the uh, the kind of the... Oh, even if you're, kick, kick if you're not a Kickstarter If you're not a Kickstarter campbacker, yeah, you can still download this kind of alpha build that I built, mm. that I played. Um, and uh, I'll, I'll send you the link later yeah. if you're interested. Yeah, yeah. No, that sounds like something I'd like to at least check out. At least check it out. Yeah, it's kind of abstract, so there's not a... It's the, the There's no good... 
there are graphics in the form of little pictures, but yeah. there's no kind of graphical user interface other than a table with all these things that you can move around on mm. it. So it's kind of bare bones there. But the actual game itself, the concept, is pretty cool. Um, what else did I do? Oh, yeah. I watched Ash vs. Evil Dead. Oh, oh nice. Yeah. We've actually... I, I. It's on Netflix now. Yeah, it is. Have you watched the entire thing? No, I just watched the first three episodes. Oh, okay. Then we watched about the same amount I have. Like, we, I've had the first season... We've never actually finished it. Like, I've watched a good chunk of the first season. And then for whatever reason, like get about halfway through and as much as i enjoy it i've never actually finished that first season and then i never got the second season so yeah now that it's out on netflix i've been meaning to watch it again mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's uh it's looking looking like a lot of fun it's pretty good <laughs> I, the 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 effects in it are really great it's hilarious <laughs> it's um kind of plays like i enjoy the way that the evil dead plays around with continuity and this series is like no different um it's been a while since I've watched it, but yeah, I I thoroughly enjoyed what I saw of it. What about you, Elise? Did you? Um, I mean, I would agree with that assessment. Like, it is it is really funny. It's interesting. Um, every the world building makes it okay. So as much as like Evil Dead plays around with the continuity of things, I feel like the world building is really grounded. Like yeah. it's it's a very specific world and everything kind of makes sense and works within the rules of the world yes. which is 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 nice um so yeah no I, it's definitely a recommend okay and now that it's on what was it what was it on before was it stars uh, it was stars yeah stars, okay. yeah so yeah. we got it on blu-ray because we don't have stars and mm. yeah when did it get on netflix because i just kind of noticed think it, it just, just came out just, yeah. came out, yeah. it just came out on netflix okay so yeah so now that it's finally available to the masses yeah. uh it is something that i'd like to watch it also a friend of mine recommended another show that sounds awfully similar to it have you folks heard of stand versus stand versus evil yeah stand, stand against stand evil. against evil yeah, yeah. yes i have I, i've heard it's very good as well i have not seen it. Okay, it's got Dr. Cox from yes. Scrubs. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I need. I would like to watch that too, but it is not available to me. Yeah, and uh, most people, I think. <laughs> yeah, what is that even on? I'm not sure. I don't know. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah, I've heard it's. I've heard it's good. I've heard some people saying that they would like a crossover, but. Um, <laughs> Uh, Bruce Campbell kind of nixed that and was like, we think it's a great show, but yeah. like they're two different things and we feel like we kind of diminish each product <laughs> by trying to mash them together. Makes sense. That's a very classy answer, Bruce yeah. Campbell. Yeah, no, I enjoyed that. It was a, it was a really nice response for like, it's better than just saying hell no we're never gonna do that it's like no it's a good show but it's its own thing and we yeah. don't want to like yeah. draw comparisons yeah. that, that was kind of the thing that happened with um marble hornets because where where other slender verse series would kind of mm. cross over all the time yeah marble hornets would never accept any crossover things because it didn't want to have to deal with the baggage of all the other continuity mm-hmm. even though you like you say evil dead has kind of messed with continuity before it wanted everything to kind of be in its own bubble that you yeah. didn't have yeah. to watch 20 other YouTube series to understand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so yeah, I can appreciate that. Um, that reminds me, I was, uh, you watch Nightmind, right? I do watch Nightmind. Yeah. Did you see his most recent video? I'm Mary Mary. Yeah. I am Mary Mary. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to, to actually show that to my sister. I, just think she I haven't had a chance to watch it yet, but I watched his video on it the other night and it sounded like something that was really, really cool. Yeah. I watched the next couple, uh, like I, I, 
I watched like the first three that he showcases of mm-hmm. episodes of that, and the next couple of ones after that, and I wanted to stop there because I wanted to experience it again with, like I said, my sister. Uh, really like Marble Hornets, yeah, and so I think she'd really like this too. Yeah, uh, it looked like it was like it was meeting that same kind of by being niche. something completely different, but yeah, still yeah, yeah. at the same level of quality. Yeah. Well, that's why I enjoyed Marble Hornets because when it first came out, it was like something completely different from anything else that I had seen before. Mm-hmm. Um, and like this is kind of like doing that same kind of like similar, but in a completely different way. Like it, that same kind of fragmentary first person horror story that you are experiencing as it's happening. Yeah. And and that's the best way to experience these things. Like uh if I don't want to be like that that guy who's like if you weren't there you can't experience it. No. I know but, but I think they're... But like being there and seeing it come in real time, yeah, yeah, yeah. watching the Twitter for updates, yes. you know, that was a thing that, was that an you experience. kept you on your seat. Yeah. yeah. And that can't be replicated with at least Marble Hornets again. Yeah. But it might be replicated with this or other things. So Yeah, and I it was especially nice cuz that was uh, Marble Hornets was just kind of picking up steam. Um, when I was still in college and mm-hmm. I was taking a class on Gothic literature and it was like, Hey, it's a lot of the same kind of themes like, you know, this mysterious danger and like, it's, it's, um, epistolary in a degree where it's like videotapes instead of letters and it's fragmentary because you're only seeing parts of things. Like you're not getting the entire story. So it was like, you know, it was a neat little kind of like modernization of this older genre, which yeah. I don't even think the creators consciously were aware that that's what they were doing i don't know i don't know uh did you write a paper on it i didn't but i i i almost wrote a paper on it i almost (laughs) i almost uh i did write a paper on house of leaves that was kind of similar to that i heard someone made a reference to house of leaves the other day oh yeah i think it was game grumps it was game grumps yeah Yeah. there was a house of leaves reference and i like flipped my shit because i haven't heard anyone (laughs) else reference house of leaves in a long time Mm mm-hmm uh, I can't even remember what it was, but yeah, Dan. I think said, it was something like that's that's some House of Leaves shit. shit. Yeah, <laughs> like, I think it was just that simple of a reference. Yeah. yeah. Uh, speaking of Game Grumps, I I haven't watched Game Grumps in in a while, but I have been listening to their uh, podcast, their D and D podcast. Yeah, I've Dragons been in seeing places. it. I haven't listened to any of it yet. I actually, you know, I don't listen to a lot of podcasts, but I actually had been gotten back into that. I was listening to Season of the Bitch. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and I was doing that on my commute, and then I decided to to try out the Dragons in Places, and it's been great. It's been great because they don't know D and D. Yeah. Like, like no, that's why Harmontown <laughs> is so enjoyable. Is because like they'll just get someone up there and be like, "Hey, why don't you play this character for a while?" <laughs> But it, it's great fun seeing them stumble around and figure out how to deal with things. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and just the creativity that, that comes with people that haven't been playing D&D with, uh, with a group for a long time. Yes. Yeah, yeah that's, that's always kind of fun, mm-hmm. seeing people like like newbies to the game. All, yeah. yeah. That haven't been nubbed down to little stumps by... Beaten by, down <laughs> by rules lawyers. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> and murder DMs. Yeah. Oh, uh, we... <laughs> they don't really have a murder DM, I don't think. Yeah, yeah. Mark has literally never killed a player character except for one of Alex's, and that's because Alex wanted that character killed off. Yeah. Is that Julia? No. No, no Julia is still alive, I think. Julia's fate is unknown. Yeah. 
but but Victor's 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 is, is definitely dead. Victor's is definitely in like a pool somewhere, <laughs> like oozing out. <laughs> but that is specifically no. It was yeah. The, I like how we're talking about our D and D campaign, and it's like yeah, like I mean probably oh, yeah. like three of our subscribers are also in this campaign. Yeah. So, but uh, and one more was in this campaign yeah. until they moved. Yeah, but yeah, but, yeah. I wonder who that is. Direct huh. directly to this person. Interesting. <laughs> Anywho, for all all the people that don't know what we're talking about, it doesn't matter. Uh, but <laughs> we should probably wrap up this conversation soon. Yeah, uh, uh, but we've got more stuff to talk about. Sorry, but I mean, no, no, no just the D and D thing. Oh, the D and D. Before oh, yeah, we yeah, lose yeah. any more subscribers, we can't go down to twelve. <laughs> Um, no, I, I don't know. I, I was just pointing out that if you want to share your experiences with D and D, then send us an email. Yes. to you could send us an email. <laughs> Some nerds have an email at gmail.com. Yes. All right. And tell us if our like social media campaign is confusing. What? Because it's well, it's like some nerds have a have an email. And then some nerds have a fan page, but like the name of our podcast is some nerds have a podcast. So like yeah. I don't know if it's I, I just don't know. And then our Twitter if is, is get... what is it? Some some nerds some nerds some nerdcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So <laughs> I don't know. I just, I just feel like we don't have a unified internet presence. It's it's just some nerds. We're just some nerds. We're just some nerds. Some nerds on the internet. Just some nerds. On Find the internet. some nerds on pretty some much nerds any. Some nerds on the internet LLC. Yep. Oh God, no. No. <laughs> Uh, uh anyway anyway patent pending what else do what? i have written, written down um you heard me i watched a documentary about peter molyneux we don't have to talk about that no we never have to talk about peter molyneux the, fa- the false prophet <laughs> <laughs> um today is the nine-year anniversary of a shrew- shoe being thrown at george w bush Yay! <laughs> uh oh yes this this is something that we can talk about uh, I want you to go ahead and find it on your phone, okay? Because this is something if we want to bring back the reading series. Oh, the reading of some series. Nerds okay, yeah, we yeah. can do we can do a reading series. All right, this is the Harry Potter and the Portrait oh, of what yes. looks like Harry Potter and the Portrait of what looks like a large pile of ash. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, Which, yeah, I actually, I actually, uh, I found this and shared it the and, other day. Yeah. And Nick read it to me last night. So yeah. let's read it for the podcast I, I, for those unfamiliar. Wait, can while I read it? Yeah, can you I can read it? read it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For those, dying, you're gonna have to yeah, yeah, while he finds it, okay. for those un- unfamiliar with what the hell I'm talking about, Harry Potter <laughs> and the Portrait of What Looked Like a Large Pile of Ash is a chapter of the of a fictional Harry Potter book. Uh, they're all fictional. A picture of a non-existent uh, Harry Potter book chapter uh, that was written entirely by an uh, kind of a, an AI. An AI, where it's like on your phone, you have the predictive "What are you going to type in next?" thing. This is where someone took that same concept and just wrote a whole whole small chapter of a Harry Potter book. I'm still not convinced that this isn't actually just uh, just J.K. Rowling writing this herself. Some of this sounds way too self-aware of how well, ridiculous Harry well, Potter is. I mean, I think they just took all the books, put them into the machine, and it's like, okay, using what's already been written by this person, yeah. how would this person write it? No, but I'm, I'm saying that like like some of it is just like... Like the part where they all well, like okay we'll get to it. Yeah. All, right. Yeah, we'll... all right. All right. So let's let's have so, our reading series. Chapter thirteen, the handsome one. The castle grounds snarled with a wave of magically magnified wind. the The sky outside was a great black ceiling, which was full of blood. The only sounds drifting from Hagrid's hut were the disdainful streaks of his own furniture. <laughs> Magic. Magic. It was something that Harry Potter thought 
was very good. (laughs) (laughs) Leathery sheets of rain lashed at Harry's ghost as he walked across the grounds towards the castle. Ron was standing there and doing a kind of frenzied tap dance. He saw Harry and immediately began to eat Hermione's family. (laughs) Sorry. There's a lot of cannibalism in this story. You just got to be prepared for that. That and people being dipped in things. (laughs) Continue. Oh, it gets gets worse. Uh, Ron's Ron shirt was just as bad as Ron himself. That's accurate. That's an accurate description of Ron Weasley. (laughs) If you two can't clap clump happily... I'm going to get aggressive, confessed the reasonable Hermione. What about Ron magic? Offered Ron. <laughs> to Harry. I think my favorite my favorite part of this is how Ron just like completely chimes in with something useless every five seconds. Can that be our title? What about Ron magic? What about Ron magic? What about Ron magic? Have you talked to your children that, about Ron magic? You know magic? what? That sounds like, I feel like, um, I don't know. Oh, no. I don't know if Ron Jeremy is retired, but like if he's not, he should totally do like a best of compilation yes. called What About Ron Magic? Oh my god, yes. All right. Where he's dressed as a wizard, it'd be great. To Harry, Ron was a loud, slow, and soft bird. <laughs> Again, accurate description. Harry did not like to think about birds. <laughs> Death Eaters are on top of the castle, Ron bleated, quivering. <laughs> like a sheep. Ron was going to be spiders. He just was. He wasn't proud of that, but it was going to be hard to not have spiders all over his body oh, after God. all is said and done. Look, said Hermione, obviously there are loads of Death Eaters in the castle. Let's listen in on their meetings. The three complete friends zapped in onto the landing outside the door of the castle roof. They almost legged it, but witches are not climbing. <laughs> Ron looked at the doorknob and then looked at Hermione with searing pain. <laughs> I think it's closed, he noticed. <laughs> I think this AI just really hates Ron. He just really the hates The predictive him. keyboard has, really has an imprint. Which says a whole lot, I feel like, about, like, about how J.K. Rowling writes this character. Locked, said Mr. Staircase, the shabby-robed ghost. They looked at the door, screaming about how closed it was and asking it to be replaced with a small orb. (laughs) The password was, Beef Women! (laughs) Hermione cried. Harry, Ron, and Hermione quietly stood behind a circle of Death Eaters who looked bad. I think it's okay if you like me, said one Death Eater. (laughs) Thank you very much, replied the other. The first Death Eater confidently leaned forward to plant a kiss on his cheek. Oh, well done! said the second as his friend stepped back again. All the other Death Eaters clapped politely. <laughs> then they took a few minutes to go over the plan. This is the weirdest Illuminati to- meeting ever. <laughs> <laughs> to get rid of Harry's magic. <laughs> Harry could tell that Voldemort was standing right behind him. He felt a great overreaction. Harry tore his eyes from his head and threw them into the forest. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> Voldemort raised his eyebrows at Harry. 
who could not see anything at the moment. <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> it's, it's really consistent. That's, yeah, yeah. that's what's so surprising about this, yeah, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Voldemort, you're a very bad and mean wizard, Harry savagely said. Hermione nodded encouragingly. The tall Death Eater was wearing a shirt that said, Hermione has forgotten how to dance. <laughs> So Hermione <laughs> clipped his face in mud. <laughs> well, no, it was dipped, Dip, his face. dipped his face in mud, excuse me. Ron threw a wand at Voldemort and everyone applauded. Ron <laughs> smiled. Ron re- reached for his wand slowly. Ron's the handsome wow, one, wow. muttered Her- Harry as he reluctantly reached for his. <laughs> they cast a spell or two and jets of green light shot out of the Death Eater's heads. Ron flinched. Not so handsome now, thought Harry as he dipped Hermione in hot sauce. <laughs> the Death Eaters were dead now. Where did Where the hot sauce come from? Let's go back to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the thing that's like the most bizarre about this, because the rest of this does sound like like very twee, like British fantasy writing, and like everyone's being very polite, like even the bad guys and Hot sauce? <laughs> the British don't have hot sauce. They have hot Nor sauce. Nor do they dip things. They have in sauce, sauce that is hot, but no. they don't have like hot sauce. No, they've got brown sauce, and they, but they don't have a hot sauce. Like the, you, I, if if Hermione you was can dipped, get it in the UK, but it's not local. Yeah, no. and I don't, be, I don't believe for a second that the phrase hot sauce <laughs> ever appeared once in any Harry Potter book. I've never read one, so correct me if I'm but wrong. It's, it's not hyphenated. It's hot. Space sauce. Yeah, so but like, that's how it's written. Like, there are hot sauces. Like, hollandaise can be a hot sauce. If you can tell you know us if I mean? there's hot like, sauce in any of the <laughs> Harry Potter books, email us at some nerd. Did Snape use hot sauce in his, uh, in his potions class? I mean, probably. He was a weird guy. <laughs> One um, of those guys that, like, okay, puts a raw uh, egg in his coffee. Uh, I, I, we're, we're almost done. We're almost done. Continue. All right. The Death Eaters were dead now, and Harry was hungrier than he'd ever been. <laughs> After dipping people in <laughs> There's a lot of cannibalism <laughs> The great hall was filled with incredible moaning chandeliers at a large librarian who had decorated the sinks with books about masonry. <laughs> Mountains of mice exploded. Several long pumpkins fell out of McGonagall. <laughs> just out of her. Just out of McGonagall. She's just pooping pumpkins. <laughs> She's just... Shitting pumpkins. <laughs> it happens. Look, these things happen in wizard school, all right? People just sometimes, accept them. Sometimes you shit pumpkins. Um, consequently, I would never send a child to, to Hogwarts. It's just, yeah. Continue, no. continue. You're getting homeschooled, kid. All right, Dumbledore's hair scooted next to Hermione. Not him, just his hair. As Dumbledore arrived at school, the pig of Hufflepuff pulsed like a large bullfrog. Dumbledore smiled at it and placed his hand on its head. You are Hagrid now. (laughs) Hagrid is just a title passed down from weird thing to weird thing. Whatever we don't want to have to deal with, we just call Hagrid and send it out to a... And and the pig of Hufflepuff is now Hagrid. We're the only people who matter. He's never going to get rid of us, Harry, Hermione, and Ron said in chorus. See, this is the part that makes me think it's just J.K. Rowling. Like, that is way too self-aware. The floor of the castle seemed like a large pile of magic. The Dursleys had never been to the castle, 
and they were not about to come there in Harry Potter and the portrait of what looked like a pile of very large ash. (laughs) Harry looked around and then fell down the spiral staircase for the rest of the summer. For the rest of the summer. Just I'm <laughs> Harry Potter! Harry began yelling. The dark arts better be worried. Oh boy. The, the end. end. Oh my god, that is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like a lot happened in that chapter. <laughs> I want Like I, some Death Eaters died. Some, some death Far, eaters. Like Harry ripped his eyes out. There was a new a new Hagrid was There's declared. a new Hagrid. <laughs> I wanna We're see We're the only people that matter. I wanna see that be acted out in like a in like a film or like a like a short film or an animation. Like somebody <laughs> you YouTubers get on that. <laughs> yeah, no, that should totally be done. If if we can get the actors from the mo- from the uh the Harry Potter movies. Yeah, I'm sure they're not doing anything no. right now. Well I mean we know that what's his name isn't. Rupert Grint? Yeah. Who played Ron Weasley? Yeah that's the one that I mean. He's he's got you're going to have to speak up, Elise. I don't oh, think it's going to pick Sorry, up. Sorry, no, I'm losing my voice. I need to go get more water. But I was just going to say, he has an ice cream truck. He does have an ice cream truck. He did also have, he had a, a, a streaming show on Crackle. Actually, no, we made a joke about Snatch earlier before we started recording. He was in, <laughs> it wasn't it a Snatch TV it show? Was, it was Snatch the TV show. I, I don't, I wasn't here when you were making jokes about this. What was going on? No, we were making jokes no, about, made a, we made a reference to Snatch earlier. Oh, okay. When I was talking about, um. I, I made a reference to it earlier. Okay. But it was before we started recording. Okay. Um. But yeah, no, he was. It was the Snatch TV show or something. It was one of. It was one of those. Um, wasn't Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels? I'm pretty sure it was like Snatch the TV show that he was in. Um, which I don't think anyone has ever seen. Like on the planet, <laughs> I have no idea. Maybe what this is. maybe Rupert Grint's mother watched it. <laughs> My boy's in another show. Thank you. I don't have to get crackle. Like that was the problem. Which was like free and like just no one used it. (laughs) I don't even think it's still around anymore. Like I'm pretty sure that folded faster than uh, Yahoo's attempt at a streaming service. I miss Yahoo. Yahoo had um, this one show that was actually really good about. It had two um, shows that were really good. Okay. So one of them was Community, which Community is really good. And they hosted the sixth season of Community. Um, but I was thinking about the uh, their oh. original show, which was um, about. A, do you remember what it was called? It was, and now I feel bad. Um, other space, I want to say. Yeah. Um, but it was like, it was like, what if the crew of the Enterprise was replaced by overeager millennials? Um, and it was it was really good. Okay. And uh, <laughs> uh, Joel uh, Joel Hodgson was in it. And there was a robot that was voiced by Trace, who was the original voice of Crow. Oh. The original Dr. Forrester. Um, So, yeah. And it was... uh, Who who did that? It was the guy that did Bridesmaids. Um, What's his name? Paul... Something. That guy. Judd Apatow? No, not Judd Apatow. The guy that did Bridesmaids. Um, I don't know. Paul Feig. Oh, okay. Um, All right. So, So, yeah. So, that... That was Harry Potter and the portrait of what looked like yeah. a large pile of ash. Mm-hmm. Coming to theater soon. I hope. <laughs> if only. Or at least to YouTube soon. Make it happen. <clears throat> Rupert Grant, you know you're not doing anything. Put on, <laughs> put on your worst Ron shirt. <laughs> be, be a large, soft bird. <laughs> Get dipped in hot sauce. Yeah. Or my... Get dipped in hot sauce. <laughs> 
You know, yeah. the, the really disappointing thing about that is there is someone out there that's like, they stole the idea for my for my fan fiction. <laughs> or or where, where, where Hermione just gets covered in hot sauce. <laughs> Someone's super into that. Someone's oh, like really God. into that. I'm sure right there's now. a lot of people that she's are all really into that. She's a very smart woman who does things for the UN. She went to Brown. I'm aware of that. And Hermione? there are a lot of perverts on the internet who write a lot of... <laughs> to be dipped in hot sauce. Okay? Wait, are you talking about the character or the no, actress? Emma, Emma Watson. Emma Watson. <laughs> I don't know. I conflate them. They just She just seems like she's actually Hermione in real life. Uh, all, all I'm, at least I'm aware of that, but all I'm saying is that there are perverts on the internet who get off to thinking there about lot, Hermione yeah. being dipped, dipped in, in hot, hot sauce. sauce. Yeah. I'm sure there's only like three. Yeah, but they exist. <laughs> And they, they have, I can guarantee you that they have read this now and being like very upset, writing a very strongly worded letter to this AI. No, 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 no. They're probably thanking this AI for giving them so much fodder for their DeviantArt account. Yeah. That they've been drawing for the past oh my God, seven we, years. We need to look up and see if people have like illustrated this on DeviantArt. Oh, that's a great idea. Yes. But terrible for the podcast. Terrible for the we podcast. We should do that later though. Okay. Uh... If we find anything horrid, we can put it as the image for the... <laughs> yes! <laughs> no. Yes. Uh, but only if we credit the original artist. Yeah. All right. And on that note. On yeah. that note. At least wanted to talk about Christmas stuff, I think. Oh, I mean, I talked about a Christmas prince. Um, we joked about it, like, a couple of weeks ago, doing, like, the top five worst Christmas songs of all time. Um, and I wrote down my five, and I want to see what you guys think. So um, I'm going to start from the bottom, and then we're going to work our way up. Okay. So, okay. Um, I may not know much of these. That's okay. <laughs> so top five worst Christmas songs. And I tried to limit it to, like, contemporary, like, Christmas songs as opposed to, like, Christmas carols. Mm. Okay. So number five, Baby It's Cold Outside. Which, okay, so this one... It started off apparently as like a really feminist anthem in the 1940s of it like did. this woman, she's staying out and she's being bad and she's going to, you know, she's going to live her life. Um, and now it's just like, it's just fucking creepy and rapey. It, is, it, is it really a Christmas song though? Like, I know that it gets played a lot around Christmas now, but is it like. I'm, I'm counting anything that's like, like typically played. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not a Christmas song in, in that respect, but yeah, no, I, I. I get what you mean. Yeah. Yeah, baby, it's cold outside. Say what's in this drink. Like, the worst one is the Dina Menzel, Michael Blue Blay version, where at the end of it, she goes, you're really pushy, aren't you? Ha ha. And I was like, somebody get Dina Menzel out of here. Like, please get Dina Menzel out of Michael Blue Blay's sex dungeon. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's it's a matter of changed perspectives. Yeah. And, like, so maybe maybe don't remake it every year. Yeah. But maybe just have the original in its context. Yeah. yeah. And th this was something that I uh, observed the other day when we were talking about this, was that, like, there was this big boom in, like, creating new Christmas songs right after World War II. Like, people came home and, like... Man, you know what we need to write? Like a million songs about Christmas. Including Jewish people were writing songs about Christmas. Like Irving Berlin wrote Christmas songs. And now it's like... Where all the money's really at. Really great Christmas Really? Songs. Like like the best-selling album of all time is White Christmas. <laughs> um, or was. I don't know if that's still the case anymore, but for a long time it was. Uh, but, like, we don't... 
like make new ones anymore. We just keep remaking Grandma the same. Got co- right over by a rainbow. Oh, okay. We'll wait for that. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, we like we just keep remaking the same like dozen or so, and so you know you turn on the radio and that's what you hear. And since it starts like right before Thanksgiving when they start playing these, it's like we get one twelfth of the year. First hearing the same 12 songs over and over again what i'm saying is write some new christmas songs that are actually good that are not like some of the ones on this list don't write ones that are like these but write good ones like white christmas yeah Yeah. so number four um this is a personal pet peeve of mine um it's mary did you know Um, i don't know this one okay so this is like that's a a less contemporary one though isn't it no no no, this is it's a contemporary christian song okay um, called Mary Did You Know and it's Mary Did You Know that your baby boy yeah like it's always somebody really belting it out like church choir front pew kind of thing um, but it's the whole premise of the song is like Mary the virgin who bared Jesus Christ which you know if you're not religious you wouldn't believe that but there we are so um, but yeah the idea is like Mary did you know did you know that you were birthing Jesus? And it's like, yes, she did. Did you not read the Bible? I'm sorry. This is like one of my religi- religious-y rants. <laughs> so maybe I shouldn't have put this one on. But it really, really bothers me. Like, yes. Yes, she did. For those that haven't read the uh, the New the, Testament, oh, okay. why don't oh, you right. explain? <laughs> there's, a whole, there's a whole thing in there called the Annunciation, which is like, hey, guess what? This kid you're having? He's kind of important. important. <laughs> He's going to be the son of God. Okay, Mary? And she goes, okay. She's like 12. The New Testament's weird. Anyway, um, all religion's weird in its own way. So, but yeah, like there's this whole chapter, there's this whole chapter in the book where an angel comes to Mary and probably had like 12 dozen eyes and whatever and mm-hmm. did not look like what we think of an angel. It, it's a wheels within wheels, yeah, a flaming yeah. sword. I, like this wheels within wheels, flaming sword. It's like, like the head of a lion. Eyes and on like every 12 head. wings. And <laughs> I was making the argument the other day that we need to like bring those kinds of angels <laughs> Bring back. it back. Bring or back real angels. should be on the top of a Christmas tree. That would be amazing. It'd be the most metal <laughs> Christmas tree ever. <laughs> wheels within we, wheels. we can have it like, like distort reality. Around. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then it's like hey mary did you know your baby boy was gonna one day rule a nation she's like yes that's what the angel said last week so okay is it maybe that the song is taking the perspective of this angel no are you no, sure it's just it's because just some it could... annoying person that clearly didn't read the bible because but it is pretending that they it did sounds what it sounds like what you're describing this is, is exactly like people what it who, just no, is. these are these are people who phone it in to bible studies okay <laughs> sorry wow this is i i feel like i'm unlocking some like deep parts of my past that i don't really want to get into on the podcast <laughs> <laughs> but we're just anyway we're gonna move on uh number three this is one that doesn't really bother me but nick hates this one so i put it on the list which is simply having a wonderful christmas time yeah, it's a terrible Nick, song. do you want to talk about why it's so terrible? Um, I mean, what's there to say? It's like, it's got this stupid little synthesizer thing. Um, it's it's Wings, which is just kind of terrible generally. <laughs> uh, like Paul McCartney's Wings? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about that. I, I, don't, I dislike Wings for, for a number of reasons. It's like really insipid, and it's just like the same things over and over again. It's like... Uh, I don't know. I just hate the synthesizer in it. I hate the the chorus. Um, it's one of those. It's like it's it's one of those like three word Christmas songs. It's like 
that and um what's the oh what's the other one where we talk about there's only like a dozen words in the entire oh, song oh, Wham's, uh, last christmas last christmas yeah last christmas i gave you my heart yeah so this one this one's almost kind of that bad yeah. there's like, simply having a wonderful christmas time and it's just that for like five minutes um with this terrible synthesizer underneath of it um but yeah that's why it's that's it's just awful all did, right oh no uh, did uh did wings do another day or was that just paul mccartney on his own i'm not sure i don't know that one okay it doesn't matter uh number two is grandma got run over by a reindeer mm-hmm. yeah. um which dear oh my god like if you i feel like if you live north of the mason dixon line you probably mason dixie line sorry mason dixon line I feel like if you live north of that, then you probably haven't heard this song, and good for you. Uh, no, I'm but... pretty sure this is migrated everywhere by this point. <laughs> but yeah, uh, this is Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. It has a really insipid kind of um, banjo-y, bouncing kind of it's song like, The only reason and... I believe in Santa Claus is because my grandma got <laughs> killed by him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, imagination! <laughs> Watch out for I, your grandmas. I feel like we can't talk about this particular song, though, without talking about the uh, the Christmas special, like the animated special oh, that was Jesus. made off of it. Yeah. When did this song come out? Because I remember... I, many years ago many years ago this is an old one it's an Um, old one okay i thought it was relatively newish like like early 2000s no 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 i'm we're probably talking about like i would say maybe 70s at the latest really no the the animated special no 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 no, 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 the song the song itself okay because the animated special um alex is right it's no no no. it was early 2000s it was early 2000s i thought it was older than that but um but yeah so Grandma got run over by a reindeer. Which, um, for some reason, my grandma keeps singing from time to time. Wait, really? Yeah. Isn't your grandmother Jewish? She is. Also, why would she sing about getting run over by a reindeer? She knows that song's about her people, right? Like grandmas, grandmas. not <laughs> Jewish people. Grandmas. Yes. Okay. Uh, um, 1979. 79, okay. Yep. Wow. I guess, I guess it was sometime oh when God. I was in elementary school oh, that it came up. into hold people up, because of the up, animated thing. Hold up. The, hey. the original version of this has a B-side. I, I think the, there's some research for next time. There are two B-sides. Um, the original person to do it was, uh, was, the original group was Elmo and Patsy, which I've never heard of. <laughs> um, but on the B-side of Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer is a song simply called Christmas. But the second song on the B-side is Percy the Puny Poinsetta, which... I feel what? like I need to track down and listen to. I'm sure we can do that. <laughs> like, and, and like uh, bring in a report of it next time. Oh my God. Yes. Yes. Our post holiday special. I got it. will uh, be after. Will it be? Yeah, it will yeah. be after uh, Christmas. Next time we have a chance to record. That is true. Um, so some honorable mentions before we get to the, what I believe to be the worst Christmas song of all time. Um, Wham's Last Christmas, because for the same reasons, it's 12 songs that are just repeated over and over and mm-hmm. over again. Um, another one would be, just because I don't like this one, um, I Saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus. I feel like that one's also just weird and creepy. Stop creeping. One, one, children, stop creeping on your moms, okay, if they want to get freaky with Santa Claus. 
to mom stop getting freaked freaky with santa well, claus because santa claus is the and dad like, santa claus get your <laughs> shit to like like you need to like not put your do not tell me that the dad is santa claus the dad is santa claus <laughs> wait is that the point of that song i think that's the point of the song oh my god no yeah oh my god i thought it was just like mom was like all right i think that's i'm the... stressed out it's holiday time my husband hasn't like touched me intimately no in, like, i think that's months. the point is that dad got dressed up as santa claus to go downstairs and then they just got it on is there yeah. no magic in your hurt no <laughs> I don't mom know has a santa like claus fetish I don't better know. better or worse than my interpretation which was like which was like mom you know is stressed out from the holidays and doesn't you know her you know husband isn't paying attention to her her kids are little shits because it's december and there here comes this handsome man down the tim- chimney bringing presents and joy this handsome jolly fat man with ha- a giant handsome beard. jolly fat man who has a wife but the wife's in the north pole so she doesn't have to know <laughs> are you, you know? saying that santa claus has a girl in every port town yeah, yeah. no yeah. i think it's just the and, dad and a up. mom has a santa claus in every chimney okay? <laughs> no it is clearly not the father <laughs> alex that's ridiculous santa okay. claus can't be the father no no it's not the father santa is santa what is wrong with you? For the record, the, the grandma. If anybody still believes in Santa Claus, email us at <laughs> some nerds have an email. At least you can't email the show. <laughs> um, you can just talk about it if you want. You don't have to oh email us. Oh my god, Shay, tell my work story. All right, uh, before before we get to that, just point of clarification: Yes, Grandma got run over by a reindeer. The TV special uh, premiered in the year two thousand. Okay, that's why that's why it kind of came back yeah. when I was in elementary school because it's like, oh, so I guess there's this. All right, so what is the number one number on your Number one, list? worst Christmas song of all time is Christmas Shoes. Yep. Which also got a holiday special, but I, not animated. I have it was not... a live action with, um, what's his name from Parks and Rec and The West Wing? Oh, um, Rob Lowe. Rob Lowe. Rob Lowe, fresh, fresh off of Blows and Hookers, yep. trying to make his redemption with the Hallmark movie Christmas Shoes. All right, so Christmas shoes. I don't know Christmas shoes. All right, you're in you for a treat. Be, no, you're not. You're, you should be grateful you are not, and you do not know Christmas uh, shoes. Yeah. I this was is ignorant. like the one time of year where you should be very thankful See, you're Jewish. This was, <laughs> Sorry, this was, this, like, I remember I first found out about it when I was in college, and someone told me about it. I'm like, no, you're making that up. <laughs> <laughs> like, this isn't a song. This isn't a thing that actually exists. And then I finally heard it one time. I'm like, oh, my God, this is a song that's real. Oh, my God, it's so, so terrible. So for those that don't know what it yeah, is, let's, Alex. Let's talk about it. So, this, like, kind of schmucky asshole is, like, buying Christmas presents the day before Christmas. Which, who does that? Who does that? I mean, I still haven't bought people's Hanukkah presents. Yeah, well, it's already yeah. It's, like, already in the middle of Hanukkah. I got time. <laughs> it's, like, what, like, five more days? Yeah. <laughs> you have a whole week. There's still oil in that lamp, to coin a phrase. So, anyway, so this guy, like, is buying Christmas presents on Christmas Eve, and he's, like... I'm just not really in the spirit. I'm just not feeling it this year. And this like little Dickensian orphan comes up to him. He's with not these... an orphan yet. Okay. <laughs> okay. He's not an orphan yet. Oh, spoiler alert. Wait, Spoiler what? alert. <laughs> so he comes up and he's got this pair of like really ugly ass shoes. At least in the Hallmark special, they're really ugly shoes. And they're he's... probably ugly in the song too. He's let's be like, real. he's like, um, you know, and he doesn't have enough money. And the the asshole guy is like. Why are you buying these shoes, son? And the kid's like, well, you know, mommy's really sick and I want to buy her these shoes 
just in case she meets Jesus tonight. So So she can tap dance with him? The mom is like dying. The kid wants to buy her these shoes to make her happy. She's not going to use those shoes. Are you going to explain this to the Dickensian orphan? Um, Orphan to be. Orphan to be. Orphan to be. be. Which also like, why the hell is the kid, like who the hell let the kid go to the mall instead of being with his mother and like, who is in the throes of death. Well, is the father in the picture? And I I think the father's in the picture because he says something about like, daddy says like, mommy's going to be with Jesus soon. There's a lot of Jesus. There's a lot of death. Like it hits all of the things. Well, there's a lot of death in the little match girl too, which I hate. So, you know, I guess it's just a Christmas thing to talk about death. See, I, that's something I never understand. It's like, no, the death thing, uh, the, the, the atheist perspective is like, the death thing that should be around, around like Easter, and then like the birth, like life stuff should be around like December. Which no, it's all dead moms, but dead the, moms and dead hookers and dead hooker moms. I don't know. I, I I'm so, yeah. ju- you know, just side sidebar. I just hate the little match girl. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. continue. Okay, so then the worst part about this, little is mermaid's that... pretty terrible too. If you look at the actual <laughs> original story, so so he helps the kid buy the shoes. And then he says, like, the shitty, you know, and the kid goes and he's like, I'm going to go be with my family and I'm going to give mama the shoes and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, thank you, mister, and runs off on his merry little way to watch his mother die. And then the the fucking asshole at the end of the song is like, you know, I bet God sent that little boy to me to remind me what Christmas is all about. And it's like, you really think that God killed this boy's mother on fucking Christmas Christmas just to teach you a fucking lesson about not being an asshole? Like, really? This is the God you believe in? I'm sorry. I'm getting really upset. You're you're tapping the table there. It's probably catching on the recording. Christmas is all about dead moms. Dead moms. And dead grandmoms. Dead grandmoms. 100 billion dead moms. (laughs) World is <laughs> Go all 1985. Sorry. I'm sorry if there was some weird noise there at the end. I, I started getting angry and like tapping the table yeah. emphatically. That, <laughs> that was not Morse code. Um, it's not Morse that's code. not a cry for help. Elise was not sending coded messages to her Illuminati handlers. But if you can decode the Ill- <laughs> if you can decode the hidden messages in this podcast, send you us guys. an email. <laughs> Send us an email at some, some nerds, nerds have, have a e- gmail. No, email. Oh, some God. nerds have an email at gmail.com. <laughs> the real reason nobody is is because I keep butchering the email. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Or because no one's listening. <laughs> oh. All right. So those are my top five worst Christmas songs. I, I think those are some good those choices. Those are some good choices. I, I don't know if I would. Ditch. I mean, I, I the only one that I would change out i don't know mary did you know like that's probably one that I, I probably have I, heard it i have a personal vendetta yeah against that no, song. I mean, like i say it sounds like you're describing something that happens in the bible where somebody tells her hey mary did you know and then the song could just be put in place of that just like stick it in that part of no. like like just no. move like no. click delete insert yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think... just go into the bible <laughs> I, if, if i had to control x <laughs> control v there you go yep if I if I had to make one edit to this, I would probably take that one out. Um, would you put in Wham? I would not put in Wham. I would put in Mariah Carey. 
<gasps> no, you shut your damn mouth. I fucking hate that song. Oh my god, you hate you hate all Mariah Carey. Christmas? Christmas is, oh yes. All I want for Christmas is you. It's a terrible song. Oh my god, it's beautiful. It's and it's Mariah Carey has artificially inflated her career for the past twenty years. It's like because like she doesn't have anything else going on. She doesn't like do any other music now, it, but they like every they, every Christmas. She, like again, like Michael Bublé, like she emerges from her like <laughs> she sheds her skin yeah. and emerges. <laughs> she emerges from her from her fucking like every Christmas. She arises from the dead to sing her song yeah. and then sleeps for the other eleven yeah. months of the year. Swallows herself again like an Ouroboros <laughs> and then like disappears. <laughs> Uh, um, I love that song, and you should shut your damn trap. Speaking of loving songs, what would you say was your favorite, Elise? They're probably all like 18th century. Like, <laughs> <laughs> shut up. No, I'm good not King even kidding. Like, like those are, but like seriously, no, those are the ones that are actually really good. Mm. And like some of them are super crazy. Oh, I never played you the the cherry tree song. Those those are actually my for the record the the, the really traditional ones especially the ones in Latin are actually because I'm a huge nerd yeah. <laughs> those are actually my favorites those are my favorites but then I also really enjoy um, the waitresses Christmas song um, and because I'm a terrible human being the Kinks Christmas song about Father Christmas Father the Christmas, Christmas give, give us some money, money. <laughs> we don't have time for those. Silly toys. Yeah, that one's yeah, good. That, that one's, one's really that good. one's like one of my favorites. I don't know why, because I'm just terrible. Yeah. The the Misfits uh, Christmas album is pretty <laughs> good. Uh, it's all it's all covers, but yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> no, I never played you the the Cherry Tree song. I need to do that. The Cherry Tree song. Yeah, I told you I was telling you about this the other day. It's like it's one where. It's like Mary's pregnant and like Joseph doesn't know yet. And Mary's like, hey, Joseph, there's a cherry tree over there. You should totally go pick some cherries for me because I'm totally pregnant. And Joseph's like, well, I didn't sleep with you. Uh, <laughs> you should like, 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 fine. Go have your like the, the person who's the father of your child do that. And like, so baby Jesus like reaches out with force powers and like <laughs> causes the cherry tree to bend down. So Mary, can I'm go sorry. What now? <laughs> no, I'm serious. This is like a, this is a 17th century Christmas carol. It's still better than Mary. Did you know? Yeah. Okay. Mary did know. And he got her some fucking cherries. Sorry, so. man, that was super religious. I apologize to all of our podcast listeners. <laughs> I don't know. I will lock these feelings away again, and you will never have to hear them again. So, so if I had to choose a song, okay, and I told you guys about this yeah. last last time, uh, it's the only song that I know of that's not actually a Christmas song, but everyone thinks it is. Okay, it is a Christmas. It's song. it's Shydrek. Oh yeah, 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 which is a Ukrainian New Year's song. That has it, nothing to do with Christmas. Hark, hear the bells. No, it's not. It's, it's, it's Carol not, of the Bells. It's not Carol of the Bells. It's, Look, do you want to hear the translation? I mean. Of what the original Ukrainian is? I know Ukrainian the translation is? in my heart. <laughs> A little swallow flew into the house and started to Twitter to summon its master. Come out, come out, O oh master of the household. Look at the sheep pen. The ewes have yearned <laughs> and the lambkins are born. Your goods, your livestocks are great and you'll have a lot of money by selling them. <laughs> Wait, does that actually say that? Is That's that what, the, yeah. <laughs> the, by, by selling them is, is like in parentheses, so it's, it's like a contextual translation. <laughs> If not money, then chaff from all the grain you will harvest. You will have a dark eyebrowed wife. <laughs> Sexy. Oh, that sounds great. <laughs> I don't know. That sounds like that's like a Jennifer Connelly thing going on there. I can dig it. So, that's that's what. 
Carol of the Bells, if you want to call it that, is all about. It's all about this farmer harvesting things and getting ready for spring. Okay, then where does Hark Hear the Bells, Sweet Silver Bells come from? Uh, That comes from from a later version of it. It's like this one was first uh, arranged in 1916 uh, during the war. The war. The war. war. And uh, it only became kind of a Christmas thing in like the 20s. And so it it was not actually originally, and it, even the that the poem is based on earlier stuff. Yeah. So it's it's not Christmas related, so I can like it. So there. Oh, I, I like the. Uh, it's it actually kind of sounds a lot like the. Uh, oh God, what is that other seventeenth century one? Uh, the gloss. The Gloucester Wassail, I think, is what it's called. Something Wassail. Wassail, Wassail. Yeah. I bred it. Because it's all about like, hey, landowner, uh, we're all poor. Can you give us some of your food? <laughs> <laughs> it's cold outside. You're like, we'll, we'll, we'll drink to your health if you give us some of your food. <laughs> we'll landowner, go... it's cold outside. We'll go away and stop singing if you feed us, you fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Could you feed us some bread? Landowner, it's cold outside. Mm, that's that's a lot we of We promise to go away. <laughs> Landowner, it's cold outside. Uh, um so yeah, the other the Christmas thing that I wanted to talk about. Okay. okay. Um I I I came to a realization today. Uh-huh. Uh which is that there is really there are really no good Christmas movies. Now let me let me. Um, I believe a Christmas prince okay. begs to differ. Okay. <laughs> let me let me qualify that statement. Go through all the Christmas movies okay. and explain how they're secretly terrible. Oh uh, well, no, it's it, it's not so much that it's that okay. There are there are adaptations of a Christmas Carol, which can be really good. Muppets Muppet Christmas, Christmas Carol. Carol. Yeah. yeah, obviously, but also like like pretty much every adaptation is like. Pretty good. Scrooged is good. Um, uh, the one with Patrick Stewart's really good. The one with um, George C. Scott is really good. Like they're they're all pretty good. Okay, but they're all literary adaptations. Okay. Um, the same. Before you jump in and say it is true of Die Hard. Die Hard is based off of a book, so it's another literary adaptation. Now I will say it's a Christmas movie. It's a movie that you watch around Christmas time. Um, but if you go to like, if like if you're looking at original Christmas movies, like movies that were made specifically to be like, oh, let's make a movie about Christmas, like Elf. Oh God, I wasn't thinking about Elf. I mean, the only no, yeah. but Elf's, Elf's based on a book. Damn it, Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. Based on a play. Uh, a cri- is a Christmas story. The, a, Christmas a Christmas story. No, a Christmas story book. is based off okay. a book. So so, why is it that being based off a book doesn't make I, it a good Christmas? Because it like it, like what I'm saying is like original Christmas movies. Like there are good movies that are originally meant as properties of movies, but none of them are Christmas movies. I mean, there's a lot of movies that are based off of books too. I mean, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's but I'm, not I'm saying the... I'm saying I'm saying there is there are no good Christmas movies that did not start off as another medium. Okay, is what I'm trying to say. Like like no Christmas movie. That started off as a movie. It's a Wonderful Life. Was hated by critics when it first came out, and it only became a classic because big uh, TV network was able to buy the rights for cheap. Or I think it went into the public domain, is what happened. 
Uh, I don't know. I think it was in public domain. I, I think it's public but domain. It, it, no, I, I'm pretty sure it's not. But like the rights were super cheap because no one wanted to watch it. Well, because it, it came out during the middle of summer because people were like, yeah. nobody's going to go see movies in winter because this was when um, you saw movies predominantly in drive-in theaters. So a lot of people didn't go to, like, I don't know if you've ever been to a drive-in theater, like, not during the summer, but it's not pleasant. Um, <laughs> well, but that wouldn't be the kind of thing, cold. that wouldn't be the kind of thing that was shown in drive-in theaters. That was, I, I thought that was pre-drive-in. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's, that was like, like 30s. Cool. That was like during the, the, the Great Depression. It's a wonderful life. No, it wasn't the Great Depression, but it's, it's certainly, I'm pretty sure it's 40s. Let me look. Yeah. Um, well, now that we're all on our phones. Yeah. yeah. Um... 1946. Okay. 1946. Okay. So, all right. I don't know. I generally think of the drive-ins as more like the 50s. 50s yeah, so. and not, not even just, and not even like, the you never go see a Jimmy Stewart movie at a drive-in unless it was like a second run. Yeah. Um, like that would be B films would be at the drive-in theaters, yeah. like pretty much exclusively. Um, but yeah, no, I don't know. Like I. I I mean, it's kind of become a classic because it gets shown on television, but, like, it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't well-received when it first came out, like, critically. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, I was just trying to think of other ones, and, like, I can't, like, there are ones that are, like, fun, but there's nothing that's, like, a good movie, unless it's an adaptation of something else. I can... can I don't know. I mean, I haven't watched a whole lot of Christmas movies. I've seen A Christmas Story. I've seen A Wonderful Life. I've seen... That's about it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, pretty much the only ones you really need to see. I don't know. Elf is pretty good. I've never seen Elf. Elf is, Elf is fun. Elf is One fun. of my coworkers keeps quoting Elf, even when it's not Christmas, and I have no <laughs> idea why. <laughs> That's great. It's kind of become that thing. But it's like... One of my coworkers quoted quoted elf at me today and i was like very taken aback anyway oh <laughs> uh, i because but i watch like you know the ones that i watch every year are like I- explicitly terrible films <laughs> and it's, like like, uh, like santa, santa claus, claus conquers the martians, martians. Si- what is it silent night silent night De- deadly night yeah um uh Ernest saves christmas <laughs> um which like but in spite of all of that like all of those things have like have like moments of really actually kind of heartwarming and sweet things, which is, I think why we like them. They're like, they're like cotton candy, you know, there's nothing actually substantive to them except for silent night, deadly night. You know, that's, that's, that's something that's really, it's cool. Well, I'm, I'm saying that like, it doesn't have anything like heartwarming and sweet in it. But, like, even Krampus kind of had moments of like, even at the end. I mean, at the end, they were all together on Christmas. Yeah. Um, there you go. Krampus is like that. That was yeah, a, an okay. original. You know what? You know what? I'm wrong. Yeah. Krampus. And gremlins. And gremlins. But it's based off of an Austrian folklore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it can't count it. It's... All right. Well, I'm, I'm saying like an original story. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like if you're basing it off of a book, it's not an original story. You can take an, a, an existing idea. Like anything that like involves Christmas is going to throw in Santa Claus. So. <laughs> Not necessarily. I mean, most things. Well, at least at least tangentially. <laughs> um, are there any are there any like Italian like foreign films that are Christmassy? That... Oh God, I don't. Even oh wait, know. no, that's that's a good. One. What is it? Um, 
the one about the the truce, the one about the the World War One truce. Oh, Joy Noel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh God, I've never seen that one. I yeah, have. Yeah, 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 that's that's a good one. I did see that one for my French class in high school. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, that that I don't think is based off a book. It's okay. just based off of actual, actual event. event. All right, fair enough. Fair enough. That's one I never considered. Mm-hmm. I mean. I, I, it's also yeah like the the genre of christmas movie is a fairly american thing like there are other movies that take place around christmas Mm -hmm. but they're like we kind of took that one story about like people need to learn the true meaning of christmas and then we just kind of like copied and pasted it a million times control x control yeah, v yeah 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 <laughs> which they make a joke about in the uh in the mystery science theater episode for santa claus conquers the martians where it's like oh yeah a trick frank into sending us some other tv uh, other other movies and like they start off with like really good ones like oh yeah rudolph the red-nosed reindeer it's a wonderful life and then it goes into oh this one's about a curmudgeonly old man who learns the true meaning of christmas this one's about a curmudgeonly old woman who learns the true meaning of Christmas. <laughs> this one's about a curmudgeonly old man and a curmudgeonly old woman that learn the true <laughs> meaning of Christmas. Uh, and they're all like... The, the... Sometimes the curmudgeon is hot and young. That's true. Like Rob Lowe in a Christmas, Christmas shoes. Yeah, Christmas <laughs> shoes. I don't know. This is like mostly like like Hallmark Channel kind of fodder of just like... Hallmark Channel is Lifetime movies without the sex. Like that—that's what it is. Hallmark Channel is like, I really want to watch something like schmaltzy, but my sister wives tell me it'll leave me to the devil, (laughs) so I'm gonna watch Hallmark instead of Lifetime. Like that's—that's what the niche that Hallmark. But Lifetime movies like are completely devoid of sex because I don't think anyone that's ever actually involved in making them understands what sex actually is. (laughs) Like. There's just like oh, they're always gonna. Where be do about, you think like, all those pregnant teens come from, though? Yeah, pregnant teens and um, and, and like porn addictions and things like that. And and teen prostitutes and pregnant teen prostitutes. <laughs> I I made up that last one, but the other two are actually things. Yep. But yeah, yeah. Uh, I was just I, looking. I was just looking at a list of. Uh, I was trying to find a a Greek Orthodox uh, Christmas movie. Okay. Uh, and I, I don't think I've found one, but I don't know because my I my you I can't too read Greek. <laughs> so so I was looking through this list. It, it's not a, a list of uh, Orthodox Christmas movies, but it's a list of films for Orthodox Christians. Okay. Uh, which includes a movie called Kosovo thirteen forty eight or something like that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that has nothing to do with Christmas. <laughs> I mean, it might be about how terrible it was to have co- Christmas in Kosovo in thirteen forty eight when the Turks invaded. Yeah, um, it was probably not a very good Christmas. <laughs> yeah. But there was one in here called. Uh, oh, there's a bunch of documentaries, but there's one in here called Mary of Egypt. Yeah, St. Mary of Egypt. Is that the same Mary, or is that a different Mary? There are a lot of Marys. Yeah, there are a lot of Marys. But Mary did go to Egypt at one point. Yeah. Okay. So, possibly? I don't know. We would need more information. Yeah. She's typically, like... Oh, God. This is really going down the religious rabbit hole here, but um, if you want me to... Go ahead. uh, Typically, when Mary is depicted of varying nations... She's known as Our Lady of something. Mm. So, like, Our Lady of Sorrows, Our Lady of um, 
man, why am I really blanking on these right now? Our, Our Lady of Guadalupe, et cetera, et cetera. So that's um, so she usually wouldn't be called St. Mary. She would be called like Our Lady of Egypt or something. OK. OK. Does it make sense? That well, makes sense. That is a this is Greek Orthodox. They might do. They might do things differently. Different. Yeah. Uh, it looks like this is a different person. Yeah. This is a different person born in, in 344 A.D. Yeah. Definitely yeah, different. No. Mm-hmm. All but. right. Well, we're heading to that. One fitty mark. Yeah. So you want to bring us home with uh, Webcomic of the Week? I do want to bring you home with Webcomic of the Week. Uh, today's Webcomic of the Week is called uh, Mia Mosca, which is a... So actually a webcomic that I had started reading at one point and then kind of lost interest in and then found it again after it had been updating for a while and was really interested in it. But Mia Mosca is a webcomic about this girl that gets mysteriously brought into this other world like she's walking down the street one day she's in like a parking garage and then all of a sudden everything kind of shifts and changes and then all of a sudden bam she's on an empty field with no idea how she got there uh she gets taken in by the locals and they seem to understand her she seems to understand them but it's very obvious that this is not modern earth or modern where she's from mm-hmm. um and so She's kind of her. Her name is Amity, uh, and she is what is known in this world as an outsider, which apparently happens from time to time. Is just these people show up from other places in this world, and they just appear, and it causes chaos. And eventually, she kind of makes her way to the main city. Like there's there's a it's like a city state area, and so she makes her way to the main city. And every technology, all the technology looks like it's kind of medieval or kind of like maybe really early Renaissance. There's there's no gunpowder or anything like that but it's all kind of weird but there are some things that are kind of more modern uh, and you find out that a lot of that has been the benefit of the the benefit of this group that studies outsiders while most people kind of shun them and if this, the outsider appears usually they bring some kind of weird disease that kills a whole lot of people and so they usually just kill them on sight and most of the ones that appear apparently go insane really quickly but huh. for some reason she's managed to keep her faculties which is an oddity uh, for the people, the oddities. So the outsiders. Um, so this the secret organization kind of tries to hide them, but they're not necessarily doing it out of the good of their heart. They're trying to get information out of them uh, through the use of what's called the Miyamaska. Uh, the Miyamaska is basically what enables them to, uh, the outsiders to understand what's being said, uh-huh. uh, where it's kind of like a translation device that's just built into their head. And so they can read anything and kind of understand it. And they not not only can understand it, but they can understand the context with which it's meant. And it's kind of uh, shown in the comic as kind of somebody will say something and then they'll have the speech bubble and then there'll be like smaller speech bubbles that are kind of faintly visible. That So like other words that are related to it, kind of context clues. Uh, and so it's through this Miyamaska that they're able to kind of figure stuff out. And also they're trying to get pump them for information about new inventions and things like that. Yeah. And so at first she's willing to help them. They're willing to be kind to her, but eventually things kind of get out of hand when she helps one of the other outsiders escape. Um, but it's kind of revealed that this is actually Earth as well. It's a it's a parallel Earth, hmm. uh, but it's it's a parallel Earth where around the time of Charlemagne the outsiders started to appear, uh-huh. and that fucked everything up. And Charlemagne never became you know the the emperor of the holy roman empire and that whole thing and and things have been kind of stuck in place since then Uh uh the geographic setting is 
actually like Epirus, like southern, like northern Greece, southern Albania. It's just like a random spot on the map that happens to be where she showed up. But uh, she's from like America. Uh, but it's a really interesting concept, a really interesting story. There's apparently also some other group that's from another dimension that can actually hop intentionally from dimension to dimension and is doing their own nefarious schemes. I don't know a whole lot about what's going on with that. But this story is really interesting, and I highly recommend it uh, to everybody. It's it's not well known. It's great art. It's great storytelling, and I really enjoy it. Okay. Uh, does that sound like something you guys would? Uh, yeah, a, a bit. It actually sounds a lot like a novel I read a few. Well, a little bit it sounds like a, a novel I read a few years ago called Anathem by Anathem. Neil Stevenson, um, which that. Well, that's another really kind of weird book. It's kind of told from a different perspective, but that same kind of idea of like different worlds and like parallel universes kind of mm-hmm. comes into it sort of towards the end. Okay. okay. Um, it's like an 800 page long book. Oh goodness. And it takes a while to get to that part. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Okay. Have you guys, uh, we're, we're like what eight episodes in. Have you guys actually uh, checked out some of the web comics that I've recommended? Uh, I have not. I've not had the time really to sit down and look at any webcomics. If any of you have checked out any of the webcomics I have recommended, email us at somenerdsofanemail at gmail.com and let us know. Also, check out our uh, Facebook page. Uh, We are uh, uh, facebook.com slash somenerdspod, I think is what we put the URL as. Uh, It's it's Some Nerds Have a Fan Page. Yeah, search for Some Nerds Have a Fan Page. And you can also find us on Twitter at uh, we have a pod. We have a nerd. We have a nerd cast, yeah, <laughs> because I couldn't fit anything else in there. Yeah, but uh, but yeah. So I think that's about it. Mm-hmm. Any any last minute yeah. things? We didn't talk about Pocahontas. You want to save that for another week? We'll least. save that for another week. We All can right. save that for another week. We we have Pocahontas trading cards, and it's a lot of fun. All right. Well, until until that time when we're talking about Pocahontas trading cards, uh, I'm Nick. I'm Elise. And I'm Alex. Uh, this, this has been, been some nerds have a podcast. Fucking eat pie. Good night, everybody. <laughs>